Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman, warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers, elven archers who roam the enchanted wood. We all pretend to be something so. So, uh, this is the first time in, like, 200-some episodes. No, more than 200. No, we're still in 200-some, because we, we kept skipping long segments of the show. Anyway, that I've pressed the record button without us starting a random conversation first. So I don't actually know how to start the show? Okay, so, so I was well, I had a, well, I had a, I had a, I had a quick thought of... Because, you know, we were talking about last week having a... A structure. More de- a structure and a more mm-hmm. defined thing, and Which we're sort would of be figuring impossible to do right now when we have no pre-planning. Right, okay. right, because pre-planning is for suckers. Sure. Um, so, uh, but one thing I wanted to talk about on the air, mainly it's a, not a visual medium; they <laughs> cannot see what you're doing. Well, that is why I was doing it. Yeah, it's just for me. That's information <laughs> only I have. <laughs> that mainly gets frustrated with my lack of planning. That's information everyone has. <laughs> There's no one who doesn't have no, that information. That I'm an agent of order. You're an agent of chaos. And together we make harmony. We see the balance anyway uh, as we're talking works, about yeah. how we as we're talking about what we want this this new iteration of the podcast to be on the air and figuring it out um we're kind of a pop culture review podcast aren't we i mean yeah. nerd culture but yeah yeah because that's nerd kind pop of pop culture that's kind yeah. of what we do mostly we sit around and talk about the cool things we've seen and done that week or we, star wars right which we come back to star wars week. is a cool thing that we saw or did that week every <laughs> All, single time every week I, I did a good Star War. <laughs> you should have seen this Star War I did, guys. It was quite a Star it was, War. It was, um, it was We good. also talk about fandom. We talk it was about culture. a long time ago, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> we talk about nerd culture and that's the true. way that fans are acting or th- cool things fans yeah. do. Well, that's kind of what I mean by a pop culture review show, because we both review things from pop culture, mm-hmm. and we review pop culture. You make it sound like we're the soup. Yeah, actually, I was just thinking, I was like... We are kind of, though, aren't we? No, we have no clips. No, 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 but... We could. I could edit clips. No, actually, you... Technically, you can't. I know, I can't. Um, But I was going to say, we're the soup with little TIE fighter pasta in it. Back to Star We're the soup, Oh, my gosh, that could be our new logo. (laughs) TIE fighter soup? TIE fighter soup, TIE soup. 
Oh. We're real spicy, We're you guys. Writing, writing is that racist? Right. Yes. Oh, wait, it is? Okay. As the only Asian person. I trust you. Yes. We, we, we always trust you, except when we don't. Yeah, which is a lot. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, um, Who's the ancient chaos now. <laughs> welcome to our welcome to our pop culture review show, the Ancient Chaos <laughs> podcast. Uh, for those of you tuning in the first time, uh, my name is Mike Fatum. I am one of the hosts of this show. I don't know what else I was going to say there. Why don't you I talk about this. an identity you have outside of like work, like something you love, a, a fandom you. Have. Okay, uh, that's a good idea. We can introduce yeah. ourselves with a fandom each time. Uh, so I am Mike Fatum, and. Uh, I every waking burning thought I have from now until August is focused solely on getting back to Batu and watching <laughs> Jairus build a lightsaber and oh we haven't announced doing, that yet doing on the a podcast. whole bunch of stuff <laughs> guys there. we have an announcement <laughs> and there's gonna the Marvel Park is gonna be open over there maybe oh, and no. yeah you said you weren't gonna tell no them. I said I wasn't gonna tell them about the other thing and I'm not gonna <laughs> tell them about the other thing. I'm sure they'll see it on the internet. Everyone has. Jairus is, is on the internet as much as I have. Is there's a robot pretending to be Spider-Man there? He'll be swinging above swinging the rooftops. I know! Oh, <laughs> I'm excited. This isn't my intro. Is oh, it sorry. Intro? No, it's not your intro yet. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to get back to Batu, and I just want to go live there all the time. That's my introduction. Go, Jairus. Hi, my name is Jairus Margopoulos, um, and since Mike talked about Star Wars, something we share, I will not talk about that. Instead, I'll introduce myself as a Mage of the Ascension fan. Um, I might be, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Mage of the Ascension fan, according to... I don't think any of us are the biggest fan of a thing. you can see who is, according to, like, their Kickstarter. And while my (laughs) name's on there, it's not on the highest tier. Um... But I but, consider yeah, that but how many because of financial reasons. Right, but so how many of those have. people had a game run for them by the author of Second Edition Mage? You are the best. Second Edition Revised. Second Edition Revised, I'm sorry. But still. I also really, also, do not step to me about complaints on Second Edition Revised Mage. I swear to gods, I will drag you. <laughs> Jairus knows the ways of the Twitter, even though they do not have a Twitter. If I hear another goddamn complaint about the Avatar Storm, I am going to put my boot Turn that son of a bitch sideways. Oh, we should talk about fighting with my family too. Anyway, continue yes, what you're saying. Um, hi, I'm Mailing Fatum. I am Mike's wife. And you don't have to introduce yourself as my wife, though. Like you have but so many other okay. identities. It's okay. It's okay. Um, what I was gonna say is I have been a Harlequin fan oh, since shit. like the animated series, like. She was one of the mm-hmm. original, like, female characters where I was like, oh, she cool. You know, like, she cray, but she's really cool. And, like, I've always loved her, which is why with the 52, like, release with the hot pants and the pigtails, I was like, what the actual F? And I was really angry. And then we saw Birds of Prey, and I am so happy. I said this on Twitter, but I think I need Mm. to say it out loud again in Harley Quinn's voice because that's how I envision myself writing it. If you don't like Birds of Prey, I don't know what to tell you. Check if you've got a pulse. (laughs) Oh, if you don't like Birds of Prey, you're probably a misogynistic men's rights activist. (laughs) Didn't like it without seeing it. Um, and who came at came at Gail Simone on Twitter, which is always a mistake. Yeah, Never come no. at Gail Simone, mm-hmm. but especially not on Twitter. She will destroy she you. She freaking reinvented Deadpool. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> She's You're not also on her level. So 
savage. Yeah. <laughs> her actually her Twitter is a joy to follow because yeah. she's she's a troll, but she's a troll in like a white the, hat the funny troll. way. Yeah. Like yeah. she'll just occasionally post things like, Oh god, I can't think of any good ones right now, so I'm gonna make one up. It's not gonna be as good as what she does. But it'll just be like, you know, um uh guys, I don't understand why He Man and She-Ra never dated. Uh like, <laughs> You know, just just to get all the people to come into the comments and be like, um, actually, they're brother and sister. <laughs> she went on a war with the people who ship uh, Oliver and Felicity and on Arrow. Just mm-hmm. straight up went to war with them. I don't yes. know why. I think because she's an, an OG Black Canary Green Arrow shipper, probably. But <laughs> I mean, it works really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I know is. very little about these uh, storylines. And I have to say, not a DC fan in general, but holy crap i think they're finally walking away from the snyder curse oh thank god like, they've had three yeah. good movies guys three they've had wonder woman they've had shazam but now birds of prey mm-hmm. um we're, we're on a streak we're on a hot streak was if if suicide squad were earth birds okay. of prey would be all the way out in alpha centauri <laughs> That's a good this way of putting it. how much better movie it is. is just so much better developed. The entire thesis... The dialogue. <laughs> oh, it was so good. I don't want to spend waste too much time on this podcast comparing Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad. Because the less said about Suicide Squad, the better. But the entire <laughs> thesis of Suicide Squad seemed to be from beginning to end. I am man, 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 penis. Uh, and the entire thesis of this movie was... Like I don't need no man. Yeah, but like even more than that, like it was just all of them were such like fully developed characters, and yeah, not all of them were like blow for blow. Um, their comic versions of those characters, but but they they had the essence of those characters, almost all of them. Uh, Cassandra Cain is nothing like Cassandra Cain in the comics at at all. Uh, but that's okay because she was a great character. They uh, could have used a different name if they were going to invent a whole new character, but that's a different argument entirely. But Dinah was perfect. You could totally see that being Dinah from an alternate universe where her mom had died and she ended up on the streets instead of. I don't mm-hmm. know enough about yeah. Dinah's origins. Huntress was just Huntress. That's Huntress how Huntress is when she starts. Freaking incredible. And that's, and that's, and that's, and that's Helena for or Helena for you. That's how she is when she starts out. She is the lady who wants to kill a bunch of mobsters. She's the female Punisher. Um, well, not I guess not original, original, original. Huntress was Batman and Catwoman's daughter from an alternate Earth, but then Crisis, and then they reinvented her origin. And oh god, comic books, my brain hurts. But this version hand, of Huntress was perfect. Pretty sweet. It, it was. It was great. Yeah. Um, this origin story though was great. Yeah, Cassandra oh, Cain in oh, the comics is uh, um, the uh, one of the Batgirls. She's um, she's cool. an incredibly cool character who her origin could be racist. Probably and I don't is. know. She was, uh, like, her... She started out as um, uh, a, like, stone-cold assassin. She's one of the only Asian characters in Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, who, Ninja? because... Uh, because she mm. had um, been raised by... Nod, yeah, the point. Yeah, uh, because she had been raised by, you know, the League of Assassins or somebody Ninjas? like that. Had never learned to talk and talked only through violence. Okay, that's actually pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> there was a really interesting, highly problematic. There was a really interesting storyline going through that whole thing of her like learning to be a person, and you know, like 
uh, Batman and eventually Oracle really helping her out. But yeah, this this Cassie was well, this cast was nothing Batman like that cast. Helped her out. Well, she's yeah. an orphan who knows martial arts. What's he going to do? Not <laughs> take home an extra dozen? There's got to be like four nights a week that Alfred's like. No, Master Bruce. We have too By many. By this time, put he should have back. an institution like Charles Xavier and just put these kids through school. Okay, I want to go back to talk about the movie, but we did Actually, have this really okay. interesting That's discussion. Really cool we did have a really cool discussion the other day at my, with some of my work friends about how, like, there really should be, and sometimes there was in comic books, but there really should be a version of Batman where, yes, he's still Batman at night and he's flying around and beating up bad uh, bad guys mm-hmm. and stuff, but during the day, he's Bruce Wayne spending all of his goddamn money to make all of the, like, root causes of crime go away. Like, Maybe building a good orphanage. getting Getting, you know, an Arkham Asylum where the conditions are decent and rehabilitation is focused on. Yeah. And it's not based off of a Lovecraft reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Birds of Prey is a great movie. It was absolutely fantastic because, like, I have always, always loved Harley and recognized, you know, the problematic nature of the fact that she is very codependent in her relationship. They hit that really straightforward well, like, in this movie. Spoilers alert. Stop if this, you don't want it to be spoiled, this but the whatever. spoiler cast for yeah. 100%. Yeah. We'll, put, we'll put the times in, though. Yeah. Um, the scene that she's talking about what a Harlequin is to Dinah was just amazing because it is a really real moment of someone who's just suffered incredible heartbreak and like has no one to eat Hagen dazs ice cream and have their hair braided and like <laughs> you know just be like oh my god he's such a dick you know like honestly like, Margot like, Robbie is such a great actress she's do not really fucking good. sleep on her she is so good I really do need to go watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at some point anyway sorry um, something I was going to point out about that is um, in many ways the way that they treated Joker in this film is simply as the uh, the personification of her past abuse and the way in which she had packed herself up into someone else's story. Yes. Like, yeah. so much of this movie was her, like, kind of getting to the essence of who she is and how that essence does not require other characters. And through that, discovering that she can make friends based off of... I don't know, being a good person sometimes. Yeah. When the die rolls that but way. But they didn't totally go face turn with her. They no. didn't, they were like, yeah. she's still Harley. She's still, you know, a thief a and a robber dick. and a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and crazy. Yeah. In some ways, it felt like the movie was saying that when people say shitty things like, oh, my ex is really crazy, it doesn't matter. Your ex may have mental illness. You cannot treat people like shit. Yes. Yeah. It does not fucking matter. And also, you should respect people. Yeah. Well, who I could kill you. But well, you should respect people who deserve your oh, respect. Thanks, and thanks. so much of this movie is people who think they deserve respect getting, you know, oh, fucking eaten oh, by hyenas. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are some really, really good God, you and McGregor. So ate good. All the fucking scenery oh, in this God, movie, he but was amazing his his relationship with guy. Victor Zaz too was like such a like. Like, they, I, they genuinely totally cared fucking. about each other. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they were, but they, they genuinely, deeply cared about each other. I know, I'm with you. heavily coded. It was, it was very coded. But, yeah. like, instead of being, like, a henchman and a yeah. stereotypical bad guy, like, they really, 
it was built the hell out of those two characters and gave them a full relationship, which mm-hmm. is crazy cool. Yeah, and made the side character Zaz a lot more interesting because instead of just being a step towards yeah. getting to the big bad, you okay? Actually, I'm gonna back up. And Zaz is such a boring character in the con- like that's yeah. his whole character. He kills really? people and then he cuts himself where he kills people. <sighs> so I think I would the directing in this movie was wild it was amazing and a part of that is it is the story is told somewhat out of order in a perfect way and if you like the way a tarantino film shows a world of crime that's all twisted together and interconnected mm-hmm. this is like that but times four yeah and like written well oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well tarantino well, writes well parts of his movies parts of his movies the interconnected this in this movie was great the way the director lined up crowning moments of awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this movie was shot like Unbreakable, like someone was storyboarding a comic. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. It, yeah, it was. Um, what was I gonna say? It's um only her second major movie, Kefi Yan. Uh, yeah, she. Um, this is only her second major movie. Dead Pigs. Yeah, Dead Pigs was her first major Holy movie. Holy crap. Did you see that? Was it good? I haven't seen it. I've seen scenes of it, and it's why Now I totally understand. <laughs> okay. But so, like, sorry, you had something you wanted to say. We can no, no, no. Over it. Finish this. I was just going to say, um, Margot Robbie has been trying to get this movie made for a very long time. Um, and uh, basically, like, pre-Deadpool, pre-Wonder Woman, she was trying to get this movie made. Oh, wow. And, uh, they, like, she kept getting pushback of, like, well, you can't make an R-rated superhero movie. And then Deadpool came out and made, like, a billion dollars. And then they were like, well, female-led superhero movies don't do well. And then Wonder Woman came out and made, like, a billion dollars. And so that, and the fact that she's Margot friggin' Robbie, who's, you know, like, just such a huge star right now, they were able to just be like, no, we're making this movie, and we're making it the way I want it, with a female writer and a female director, uh, and we're just getting it done. Yeah, well, and I think what she needed to do was kind of prove that she was a star. Yeah. And she had done that in a lot of the films that she had made previous to this. And it's clear that she also really, really loves the character of Harley yeah, Quinn. She like, does. to the point that they gave her back her original backstory and basically yeah. was like. The modern comics suck. So, um... <laughs> Finally got her a hyena again, too. Oh my god, I loved, so I loved the hyena. That storyline was so I'm so glad good. Bruce wasn't actually dead. Yeah. That made me so happy. Oh. Yeah. Um, don't but, like, fridge the Bruce. No, don't fridge Bruce. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I thought was oh. re- really incredible about the storyline, too, is, like, a lot of times when you're in an abusive relationship physically or emotionally your abuser is saying like I'm the one protecting you I'm the only one you can trust and in here Joker was kind of doing that and so once Joker was out of the scene everyone came after her and she kicked their ass yeah. and like, McGregor's character kind of stepped in to try and not be Joker but to play out that archetype in a way in a woman's life and oh God, he the, was so gross he, oh, he was between, a perfect so good. between you and McGregor villain. in this movie and Jude Law and Captain Marvel we've oh, had so yeah. many oh, yeah. wonderful <laughs> examples of terrible men for female heroes to punch it's yeah. so great uh, so and I love something... how they're all cis white dudes. <laughs> um, so something you had said earlier uh, reminded me: if they fridged Bruce, then she would have had a dead canine. And the thing that clicked is this movie. The fight scenes in this movie 
reminded me so hard of John Wick, except instead of being predictable, <laughs> it's all chaos. Yeah. yeah. And I, don't, like, I wouldn't I'm call a John Wick fight scene predictable, but I know what you mean. You know that it's like, going to it's going to have a certain arc in, to it. Yeah. Well, when there are very, very small, minute um, Chekhov's guns in yeah. that thing, you see a thing set up and they do it immediately, immediately. Yeah. But um, this, apparently, they had one of the fight uh, choreographers for, from John Wick, and I really saw that energy. But the tone of it was completely different. If you're into good action sequences from movies, you have you, to you see gotta this. see this movie. The 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 mm-hmm. a police station fight is amazing. So the funhouse fight is amazing. But really, like, and there's I know this, this is I keep bringing this up, but there's fight. like like thirty second fight of Harley versus a bunch of dudes in a car that it's mm. speeding down the highway. It's not long, but it's brilliant it's just so, so well good. put together it's constant movement it makes sense mm-hmm. why the three or four guys she's fighting aren't all attacking her at once yeah. like she it's just really well done an accessory to murder <laughs> several times yeah. Yeah. well and what i love too is it was really good writing because when harley's tr- trying to figure out who she is she goes into roller derby which totally makes sense uh-huh. and then comes and then back it, later it comes yeah. back later so it was yeah. one of those things where it was like Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. You were showing that she was like developing that skill, and it wasn't just like a, mm-hmm. oh, hey guys, I'm on roller skates yeah. now. It's like, no, I'm actually a badass bitch on skates. Yeah. And massive conservation of NPCs. Every single person who came after her in a fight scene was previously used in a previous scene to have a reason to hate her. Yeah. It was like. There were some random ones they invented, so invented but it was still yeah. like. and. There well, were, one of the yeah. things that um, you know, people really got a guy that said I wouldn't do this, but I'm doing it again. People got really excited for Suicide Squad because the trailers had this style to them that yeah. it turned out was edited into the movie in post because the trailers were so exciting and DC yeah. panicked and said and hired the people who made the trailers to re-edit the movie, which didn't save that movie because that movie was terrible. Yeah. But they they fulfilled the promise of that style in Birds of Prey. If you oh, saw the trailers yeah. for Suicide Squad and wanted that movie, go see Birds of Prey. It's so good. Oh. Also, speaking as a costumer, I flippin' love her costume so much, and, like, just everyone, and, like, also the production design, like, it was the most Gotham I think I've ever seen Oh my god, the sets were so Gotham. Yeah, and, like, they didn't have to do the 1940s cars. But I mean, they like, did, and that was they great! They did, but, like, worked. it wasn't, like, in your face, yeah. like, mm-hmm. old school, but, like, when they go to the amusement park and like when they go on the dock I was like this is Gotham yeah oh, like, really right they're it's putting a... the goth in Gotham yeah. <laughs> it's a movie with a lot of different styles but it also has like its own overarching thesis of style in a way that a lot of other movies just don't yeah it, it was ex- like I am not a huge fan of like DC stuff and DC movies. I can take them or leave them, but this is definitely one worthy of being put up there with Wonder Woman. Jareth, this is this is amazing. This is the last bastion of your old fanboy ways that you need to let go of. There are so many DC comic stories that you would love. I know, because I've read that I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan, (laughs) but that's because I'm really just a big. uh, what's his name fan uh, oh gosh like, you've read Moore. Kingdom Come right yeah okay I, right. in fact Kingdom Come something I read very early like I was 14 I okay alright good it. I did not like it what I hate 
Kingdom Come. We're, that's a distant, no, you know what, we're talking about this now. <laughs> Why? Because the way that they changed the characters, while, I'm not saying it's bad, it just showed me what I don't connect with all of these characters. I, it really what about, wasn't for me. What, what about any of those characters didn't you connect with? I don't, they... I, I don't know. It's kind of like... Could you pro- you, could you just do me a favor and reread this now when you're not 14 years old yeah, and a no, huge Marvel fanboy? Listen, I wasn't a huge Marvel you fanboy were a, then. I was just burned by Batman and very upset about it. Jarris, you, you had... First of all, you weren't burned by Batman. That was the Gotham City police that threw acid at you, all right? You can't take your revenge on Batman. <laughs> I'll get you, Batman! <laughs> but second of all... If I uh, can find a name that distinguishes me from my incredibly normal backstory. Jarris, what I when I met you at 20 some years old we were, I was 18 okay 18 almost 20 you were a legal adult you had a poster on your story. door of the of a star destroyer blowing up the starship enterprise you yeah. were an embarrassing fanboy back then my grandmother made me that mm. I, didn't, I didn't pick that one out your, gra- your grandmother printed that for you maybe that, Sh- that meme on the, is old on the internet I may have shared it with her <laughs> That You're wasn't right. for sentimental reasons. Reread no. Kingdom Come and let it, me know what you it's think. It's okay. I will. This is this. These are words coming from. A I'm previous... a reformed fanboy. He is. I, I own a PlayStation. I don't think Marvel is better than DC. I know that I enjoy it better because art is subjective. That's all. But I'm not they're not. It's better. They're not different. They're the same. A lot of the same artists, and you just must hmm. be really good because even though it is about characters that don't normally interest me very much. I was 100% I am fucking buying you Gail Simone's entire run of Birds of Prey and you can tell me these characters don't fucking interest you. (laughs) Okay, well fine, do because I've never read it. Well, and I I think that's actually like a testament to how comics used to be too Mm. because it was kind of probably very gender-coded like... Mm. You know, even though now in our new woke state, we wouldn't allow those gender binaries. But, like, probably when you were looking at comics, it w- you might have felt awkward, you know, picking up a title with only female characters at I that time. very cool reading female characters. I have a hard time reading uh, comics about female characters where the artist draws them as if... Boobs and ass. Oh, so you had right. problems with every single comic book in the nineties, and I agree with you. The nineties were a terrible time. They were. Like there were some great stories told in the nineties. Oh, yeah. But the art is universally some of the worst. Uh, well, and it's that, not the best. That's why, like, the character of Harley Quinn was like the first female comic book character where like, yes, she was part of the TV show, but like she was just so different yeah. from yes. that really cool to see Harley kind of get her agency back. I really which was really really special. The bit in the police station where she walked out of the smoke in slow motion with that like ma- manic grin on her face. I was just like, no, you've got this. This is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that fight scene was freaking fantastic. The fight scene when she finally had her um giant hammer Yes, was but it was a reasonably sized hammer. Yeah, it, was it was actually good. a weapon grade, not yeah. cartoon grade hammer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no hammer space. Oh my god, that's why they invented that. What the trope namer comes from pulling a hammer out of nothing. Oh yeah, I just quoted it, but I was actually talking about a hammer, 
this is not profound. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did it feel profound? It, I mean, kind of. Well, there you go, then. At least it felt profound. Um, but also, just kind of going back to the costumes, too. Mm-hmm. Diana Lane's pants <laughs> were very tight. And she did some amazeball stunts on it. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, either two things, they weren't actually pants, (laughs) or two, the costumer actually works on wrestling gear (laughs) and, like, knows how to, like, work a good spandex. That's what I'm wondering. I wonder if it was, like, jeggings, you know? like It had to have been. Like, fights in movies like, say, John Wick again, where people are wearing suits, which are not known for being very good for doing acrobatics, and you gotta yeah, sew well, those things like, differently. Yeah, your yeah. arms only go up to your shoulders. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. how they're made. <laughs> and yet, still, the way that she was dressed had a lot more to do with, like, her power than the fact yeah. that she is a gorgeous one. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was a very attractive yeah. one. Well, and I, I feel like that's why they had her put her phone in her back pocket. One, because it, like, makes sense, but to be like, oh, no, these pants are here. These are these are not the, CG pants. We did not catch oh, this thing. Another yeah. thing I just realized, I was thinking there wasn't even any real guy eye candy in this movie, but that's not true. Uh... Ewan McGregor's character was very attractive, but also insane. And then the, it just clicked. Ian McGregor in this movie is playing the character Harley was originally written as. That's, the crazy antagonist. That's very true. And also, you you pronounced Ewan McGregor's name three different ways in that sentence, and I, I love it. I'm not good at talking. <laughs> We're talking about a very attractive Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello there. Ewan McGregor, like, more like Ewan May McGregor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Please don't sue me. I'm sorry. Like it, it was great though because you're right. He was very attractive at first, and then right, he just he talks. then he was like, "I own everything," and I'm like, "Do that you?" That entire yeah. scene where he's showing her around different things in his room. Oh God, it was, was so a gross. Picture painting of narcissism, and it's yeah. such a like like I I've obviously never been in this situation, but I've heard horror stories from every. Uh, woman I know of being in that situation oh, of like look at my yeah and then like actually having to look at all of this me- shit this mediocre man stole from other cultures right. and stuff while they try and make themselves when, sound important when someone's flirting with you by trying to show you the products of their mind the thing you don't want to see in those products is danger yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. why inviting a girl up to your room to watch Mortal Kombat the movie is always the right choice what? That never works. <laughs> <laughs> it only works if you manage to get rid of your best friend first. <laughs> I did have to pee. Um, anyway, um, uh, more things about Birds of Prey, or do we want to move on? The soundtrack to the... was dope. The soundtrack was oh, dope. I also they did Black Betty. It was perfect. It was great. It was so. Good. I also really love. There's two things. Two other things I really loved. Um, a lot of people were complaining that while this movie was called Birds of Prey, it was not a Birds of Prey movie. It was a Harley yeah, Quinn yeah. movie. But what they did in the movie that I really liked was, yes, absolutely, 100%, this was a Harley Quinn movie, but it was a Harley Quinn vehicle to set up future mm-hmm. Birds of Prey it stories. It was very and, much yeah. a Birds of Prey origin story via Harley, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Harley Quinn is the reason they all came together, but now she can go off and do another movie. Right. Gotham City Sirens. Gotham City Sirens. <laughs> yes, Gotham please, City yes, Sirens. please, yes, please. Um, and oh, then, I hope this movie makes a bunch of money. Because if we can just find... A poison ivy. Yeah. That may I pitch? 
Rebecca Ferguson. Never enough chick from. uh... Mm. She's got the look. She's she's a good actress though. I think she could do it. Yeah, I think she could do it. Because Ivy's not crazy. Like you don't have to be like. No, Ivy Ivy is fully justified (laughs) in her anger in our outside life as we have moved forward on (laughs) the timeline of yeah of global warming the more we're like wait ivy's the hero yeah there's a great one of those texts from superhero memes where uh like jim gordon's like batman poison ivy's blowing up an oil rig okay (laughs) you'll have to come and stop her do i (laughs) Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is a really well. Uh, she has done a lot of acting, like she a has. lot of really intense acting. She has. Running. She's a yeah. good actress. Yeah. Well. Oh, she was in Doctor Sleep. Oh my goodness. That's another thing about like Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, she is kind of super sexy in her little green leotard, but it's also because. She is a scientist first, yes. and she realized that no one will fucking listen to her unless she's showing cleavage. Part of her thing is you using know? pheromones. It's really yeah. just a really it's praxis. She knows what works. Yep, and she yeah. knows how to she get guys' attention. She distracts people so that she can blow up their oil rig. I mean, with yeah. her sentient plants. Very specifically, rich men. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and again, that's why like, that's why I actually really like the villains like Harley and Ivy where I'm like you know ladies you cool like (laughs) honestly that's again going back to the what Batman should be like during the day like Batman during the day should be like hmm I see so Ivy you've got technology that could save our planet from global warming that you've developed yourself I totally get the terrorist bent but here's a lab and unlimited funding could you save us, please? Right. Oh, or and like, she would totally be like, like, oh, green leotard, goodbye. Yeah. Sweatpants, let's do this. <laughs> v- v- Victor Freeze, you can cure diseases yeah. that are uncurable. Here's a lab and unlimited funding. I will make sure your wife is fine. You will cure her. Yeah. It's going to be It's going to be great. because, no, like, the majority of the scientists, like, really... Yeah. That's why they turn to crime because they just need money for their projects. Right, they run, they get rejected by corporate boards. That's that's such a recurring trope in Batman stories, yeah, and superhero stories. The scientists, which is who, very ironic considering that Batman's on the head of yeah. many of those boards. Which is funny because now that I think about it, that's pretty much the plot of Breaking Bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think perhaps our culture has stood back and realized that maybe the people in power aren't the superheroes we thought they were. Yeah. No, they totally aren't. So. But yeah, like I really liked that it it was a Harlequin movie. Oh yeah. But like you said, she left so they can go do their own thing and then you know that Dinah's pissed about Harley stealing her car. Yeah. So like nice they'll car. they'll intersect yeah. probably yeah. again. Well and the like... thing is that that's how you build a shared universe. That's what Marvel did and yes. that's what DC failed to replicate so many times. And the reason that Wonder Woman, Shazam, and now Birds of Prey have all been the only good movies DC has done in a while is because they, instead of trying to throw themselves at the altar of building to a Marvel shared universe and building to it now, they decided to tell the stories that worked within their universe, tell Mm -hmm. a one complete overarching story, and then maybe you can leave some connections behind if you need to, but like... Oh God! I want a Justice League movie that's just Harley and what and, and 
Diana and uh, uh, Billy teaming up. I, I want that real bad. Man, could you imagine t- if they made a Justice League dude, movie? Dude, dude, dude. What a wonderful world that would be where there was a that Justice was like, League movie. Remember our plot that we came up with for the perfect Justice League movie? Uh, which remember? one? Okay, <laughs> so... Billy finally gets invited to go to the fortress and um, unfortunately what's his face has I think it was Vendel Savage or someone like that someone stupid like that has actually managed to kidnap all of the heroes so Billy has to set up a home alone style <laughs> yes! yes you were That's just right. replicating my that previous idea you had for Spider-Man Home Alone in Stark Tower also a movie I would watch totally yeah. a movie I would watch <laughs> except I, I, I feel like Spider-Man like could like kind of do that but like yeah you guys are totally ripping off that idea that we came up with last year oh not we that's your idea oh was it our idea okay good. yeah no that's not my that. idea you explained it to me and i thought it was genius but mostly in that it continued the home thing yeah Spider-Man actually movie. i kind of feel like the internet came up with that and i shouldn't take credit i think that oh, was a tumblr wait, post or something right. yeah it's a tumblr post but yeah, still, yes. I, I don't remember. Home Alone in the Fortress of so- Solitude sounds well, dope. I just, I, I love agree. the idea Everyone's that... Everyone's cold. That, like, you know, it starts off, basically, and, like, Billy's trying to, you know, like, interject with his mm. ideas, and they're like, shut up, kid, you know? Like, mm. I'm Batman, I'm Superman. And, you know, Wonder Woman's just like, I'm sorry, I just... I, I don't really have a vote because oh, I'm a woman. You know, like oh, no, that's what it feels listen. like. I know, no. I know, I know. I'm, it's I, horrible. I'm, I'm putting my head in my hands because that is what it feels like. I mean, in a in a really real world, based on what these characters are like, Clark and Bruce would never be like that. Oh, but that God, is what no. it feels like. Well, because like Clark, actually, I feel would be like, thank you mm. for like yeah. doing stuff. When you I, have um, women like Diana to mm. men get uh scared and try and shout them down yeah i um so they're doing a superman and lois tv show on the cw oh yeah and it's them raising a kid and like okay it's the cw so i'm worried about all the drama stuff here's what i want this show to be it won't be this but here's what i want Mm -hmm. this show to be i really want the pilot episode to be like superman's fighting a robot in space and Lois is investigating the most dangerous mobster in Gotham. And they're on the phone with each other the whole episode, just checking in about their day and chatting as both of them kick ass sure, and do yeah, their yeah, own yeah. thing and don't interact. And then they come home at the end of the night, and share a nice dinner, put their son to bed, and watch some TV. I would watch that show so hard. It's not going to be that. They're going to break up like three not. times since it's a CW. But well, but... Hopefully they don't break up three times because they have a kid, and whenever no, no. you have a kid, that that creates emotional chargedness. Yes, to unless the it's not healthy for you two to be in a relationship, in which case you shouldn't be in a relationship for the Absolutely. sake of the kid. But we're yeah. also talking about Superman Lois and Lois. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that's different. They're, they're fine. They're yeah. fictional couple written to be together. Yeah. yeah, but like based off what I saw in like Infinity Crisis, I'm a little. Or whatever it was no, called. No, it's fine. Crisis on Infinite Earth. It's sorry. Um, the mega super duper crossover that like it was dope, I but had it turns out no fucking clue what was happening. I was gonna say it was super dope, but it turns out if you've never read like a lot of the comics it's based on, and if you haven't watched any of the shows because we've only watched Legends, uh, it sucked. <laughs> Mailing was having a miserable time watching it. I literally pieced out after oh, the yeah. second episode because I was just like. 
Okay, I saw Arrow up to season four, I think, yeah. um, when Felicity was like, here's your ring, you don't love me anymore, and, like, Oliver literally had never given her the indication. Oh god, that storyline. Injected so, drama. It was, it well, was so, so here, here was the injected drama. Dumb. Oliver had a <gasps> secret kid that he had when he was in high school. Not college, sorry. But he hadn't known about okay. until the kid was like 10. Because his mom... Because his mom had paid the, the woman who had the, the, the child oh, to leave no. the city to not ruin his life. So he finds the kid. He finds out about it. The kid's mom says, like, we've been anyone. doing fine. You can be a part of his life, but you can't tell him you're his father, and you can't tell anyone you're his father. And she specifically says, like, if you tell your fiancé, Felicity was his fiancé at the time, that you're his father, you will be, I will cut you out of his life and you will never see him again. Right. And so... Which is stupid. It's dumb, yes, but it's, that's the injected drama we're dealing with, okay. So then, of course, the secret comes out to Felicity. Now... Through him or through through somebody? someone else, okay. some stupid thing. Sure. But should yeah, she anyone finds out. should should any normal human being and Felicity, the character as she was written up until that point, would have been like, okay, it sucks that you had a secret kid I didn't know about. This I'm really mad that you didn't tell me, but I understand why you didn't tell me. Let's talk about this like human beings. Not like most, I'm throwing my ring at yeah. you and walking out the door. Like yeah. most drama in the CW could have been solved by two people being like, I'm feeling Let's very talk emotional about this right like now, adults. but I will listen to you. Let's use I feel statements. Yeah, and so like that's when I just like noped out of that series. And mm-hmm. also like they had the flashbacks had kind of caught up to current times. So I was like, where are they going to go yeah. with this? There's nothing to flashback. They started to. doing flash forwards like lost. Then we started watching. I'm um, kidding. They did. Yeah. No, they totally did. It was horrible. <laughs> um, then we started watching flash and it was awesome mm-hmm. and it was quirky and fun. And then Barry Allen went back in time to save his mom. And then he did it again. And then they they turned the whole show into relationship drama Emo. again, and everyone was sad all the time. And like Cisco is a freaking treasure. Yeah. And they broke my happy boy. Oh. Sad and Cisco I was, is not a not... sad Cisco was just no, I could not. So I noped out of that show, and then. Never watch Batwoman. It just started, so that's why. They're only on Yeah, I hear it's for, like it. Her wig is horrible. Oh, is it? It's so bad. Speaking from a costumer, I'm like, oh, well, so it's she's got short hair when she's out of the suit, and she wears the long wig when she's in the suit to throw people off, which makes sense. Oh, that's in. Oh, then it has to be terrible so that the audience gets it's a win. I think maybe that yeah. might be what happened. I don't know. It's still stupid. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and then I didn't like Legends at first because they were taking Took themselves so, so super serious. And then lately, they've oh, just been the like, show. hey guys, we're traveling through time. This is awesome. And it's just been super fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And then Supergirl was fun to a point, and then it did the CW thing, mm-hmm. where, like, they, for no reason, They built there was up just... this relationship between Supergirl and Jimmy Olsen that I was not super happy with, especially because Jimmy was kind of her mentor, so it was a little weird. Oh, yeah. But then, at least they, they went through with it, and then suddenly they, like, in season two, were like, mm, she's not into Jimmy anymore. We found a hot white guy for her instead, because Jimmy was African-American in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just went downhill so fast. Though, I do have to say, I love how Supergirl 
like reference the whole CW thing. Mm-hmm. Of... It, yeah, it was because that was yeah. back when they were on a different channel. They started on a different channel. Oh, and oh, they were they? making oh, fun okay. of CW. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, Callista Flockhart um, is playing the super boss, and mm-hmm. she goes, "Oh my god, you guys look like a." Uh, you guys look like the non-threatening, racially diverse cast of a CW show. <laughs> and everyone so... just kind of looks miffed about it. Especially because that was the crossover episode with The Flash, so the guy who was playing The Flash was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, I had enjoyed the beginning of all of these shows, and the crossovers are kind of, like, fun and cool and awesome. But, like, this one, I was just like, there's so much ground that they are covering. And it has been, like, two to three seasons since I've seen, like, any of these shows. And I have no idea who half these people are. Yeah. And like, So I enjoyed the hell out of it because I knew who some of the people were. And the people I didn't, I just kind of wrote off as, well, you're probably not important. read that storyline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Though, again, spoiler alert, I love at the end. So the arrow is finally over yeah. um, because it's literally been 10 years. And um, okay. so... It's actually, I think they only had like seven seasons, but yeah. It's been well, a, actually... Sorry, continue. It's been a while. And um, Oliver Queen dies. But Twice. He, he dies to save everyone sure. and his sacrifice Twice. is huge and Twice. like, whatever. And so the end of Crisis, um, they're at a funeral and... Everyone's just like, thank you, Oliver. You gave me my hope back because she was the paragon of hope. And like, thank you, Oliver, because of you, your city can rest and blah, blah, blah. And like Black Lightning, who had never met him before and like is brand new to the team, was like, so, uh, I it never seems met like he was Oliver. a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel so, cause, like, it's literally, like, it's like they're forming the Justice League, which is yeah. cool, but they brought, they, they, brought all of them because it's crisis and they can do that they put all of the shows that had previously been on different alternate universes on the same planet mm-hmm. so now black lightning can pop over to supergirl whenever etc right. etc without having to explain it um but uh they yeah then they had this big funeral for oliver uh and, and it, it was, was like it was just because so everybody out. had a big speech and then it literally was like everyone looked at black lightning and he was like I just got here. <laughs> I don't know who well, any that, of you people are. But, like, what was hilarious is, like, when you look at the actor playing him, he looks so uncomfortable during yeah. the funeral. It's kind of like one of those where, you know, you're dating someone, and then, like, they, you have to, like, attend a funeral or a big oh, family yeah, function, and you're just like... change, and you're like, I you're, just you're got just like, here. Oh, I'm, my God. Yeah. Please don't look at me. I'm sorry that I'm well here. Done, though, it actually was true to the scene. It actually was good. It was a good yeah. crossover. It was just poor mailing was not... It wasn't good for you, and but it was dude, great for me. They just need to kill every iteration of HG, of Wells. I know. Or whatever. Because, like, Whenever he shows up, something goes horribly. Something wrong. goes horribly wrong, and I'm like, at this point, if Barry doesn't just like vibro knife him, like, I mean, come on. Okay, Slytherin Sith, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Every damn time, it was his reason. Are you one of those people who are like, why doesn't Batman just kill the Joker? Melee no, is no. able to do what must be done. <laughs> You're like, it's like that. Um, spoilers for Buffy from 20 years ago, I guess, but it's like the end of season five, Buffy, where. Uh, you know, Jaya, oh, you haven't gotten there. Never mind. I'll shut up. It, it, I can play. No, 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 no. It's okay. Yeah. I'll shut up. Um, um, but it's, it's like be. 
wrapping up. Anyway. We should. Yeah, you yeah. have to go soon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we we've got this new ending to the show, so let's all yes. talk about one thing we did this week that the others didn't do. Mm. Um, I played a new game on Switch called uh, Super Crush KO. Cool. Uh, it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, that has a somewhat similar control scheme to Smash Brothers in that it's got a regular attack and then four special attacks based on direction. It's also got a super adorable story. Uh, the thrust of the story is that um, the main character, she is sitting in her room um, uh, reading a book when an evil alien lady smashes through her wall and kidnaps her cat because her cat is the cutest cat in the universe. Okay, and then yeah. she has to chase after her and destroy her robots. And at one point, uh, she destroys the first robot, Mecha 1, mm-hmm. and then uh, the second boss robot, uh, the evil alien lady is like, you may have destroyed my first robot, but now you will face the robot whose name causes fear throughout the cosmos, the butcher of blah blah blah, and the destroyer of this. And the, the main character's like, it's Mecha 2, isn't it? No! Get him, Mecha 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's really good. And then they end up being friends and possibly lesbians together at the end, which is great. And lesbians with each other, yeah. really. Super, super tight controls. Super, okay. super tight controls, too. I, um, I picked the Temeraire series back up. I am reading Crucible of Gold. It is good. Um, it is just, just for people who don't know, a Napoleon-era dragons mm-hmm. fantasy book. Oh, yes. so this is this is the political dragons, right? It, yes, it's very much um, it's written about Regency characters, and the inner monologues of the characters are like Regency writing, but is not hyper dense the way Gothic and Regency era romantic works tended to be. Um, real quick, did you see the rapier lightsaber? Yeah, so cool. Sorry, quick. continue. Anyway. Um, so in this world, uh, dragons are a, uh, semi-magical, uh, type of creature that kind of live almost everywhere in various forms. And a lot of different supernatural creatures in many cultures are explained as various types of dragons. And dragons, um, if they bond with a human by being hatched near one, they will do anything for that human. So if you want to ride a dragon... That human has to be the captain. And so it's Napoleonic Wars where all of the European countries have their own sort of air corps where they ride dragons like ships and men hang on like under netting and then leap onto other dragons so that they can get the captain by the throat. Because if you do that, the dragon will do anything you say. They don't want anything to happen to their captain. And it's, it's amazing. really fun. <laughs> And it's also vehemently anti-slavery, so it's good in a historical sense, because so much of the politics are about colonialism. And the main characters are like, how about we just fucking not do that? (laughs) And there's this huge, amazing storyline where the British are like, cool, I think we found a way to invent biological warfare. We're going to kill all of Napoleon's dragons. And the main character's like, no, we're not going to let you do that, because war should have rules. And the British throw them out, and I'm like, this is awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm enjoying the story quite a bit. Um, Mainly, are you ready? Yeah. Um, I haven't really been doing anything geeky except getting our new handy-dandy website ready to roll out. So uh, we're really excited to be launching the Ace of Geeks podcast network where we have a couple more awesome shows with episodes coming out down the pipeline. We just kind of want to 
Um, these ones require a little bit more editing mm-hmm. than this one. A little bit more one. love. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're kind of taking our time with it to make sure it's really cool. And we also, like, like, you notice the, you know, week or two delay we had in episodes just now which for this of this podcast. That's because we record and edit the same week. We're hoping with these new podcasts we can have a bunch of episodes in the can yeah. so that that's less likely to happen. Yeah. So then we can kind of have it more regular. And... Um, <clears throat> Well, hopefully, if you are regular, you're not having that occurrence. Mm. Prune juice. Um, yeah. Laxatives. Get the, the colander. Get the colander. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. That movie was very funny. Yeah. It was so good. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Um, trying to get my my uh, website skill, design skills up and running. So This podcast Maybe. was brought to you by Squarespace. Please yeah. sponsor us, Squarespace. Yeah. Um, and since we partially announced it earlier, the Ace of Geeks it, this year will be at Celebration. Yeah. So we will probably won't have a panel. We didn't submit no, one no, not in a time, panel. but we'll be there. We will be there. And, and we will be Batu. on Batu. Hello and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks, Geeks podcast. Jarrett, if they want to email us, how do they do that? Email us at A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks. You can find us on Instagram at Ace of Geeks, although I don't think we've updated that in like five years, so I don't know why I said it. Uh, guess what? You... In August, it's going to be slamming. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to... Um, <laughs> Uh, if you go to uh, Google and just search the Ace of Geeks, um, you'll find us. We're around a lot of places. Uh, do you can, uh, if you friend us on Facebook because I shit post like a boss. Jerris is of is the monarch of memes, uh, right? I just came up I with that. I love that. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. totally gonna put that on your. Bio. I'm going to stop calling myself a gentleman and go by the, the monarch, monarch of memes. memes. The oh. monarch. <laughs> the monarch. Uh, but anyway. Uh, uh, if you enjoy this show, uh, please go to whatever podcast service you use, be it Apple Podcasts, be it iTunes, but that's the same thing, be Stitcher. it uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and just leave us a nice glowing review. Put those stars up to five. Tell them that we changed your life and you're pregnant after listening to the show. I don't know. Whatever you uh... feel good about saying. Um, and Send us pictures of those babies, though. Babies are real cute. They are. They're real cute. Um, and uh, we will talk to you next time because Jared has a train to Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.